Love Talk Radio. joined today by my co-host Liz Uram and we just want to say thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to talk with you because today we are going to be talking about profits. We're going to focus on profits and are you doing the right things to add to your bottom line. So before we get started we'll just do a little check-in with Liz. Hey Liz, how are your profits? My profits? <laughs> I was afraid you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> My profits go right out the window, so actually that'll be a good that'll be a good uh, discussion point. What do you do with your profits? Right, that's what we pay ourselves yeah. with. But also, yeah. So I don't know. My goodness, it just like burns a hole right through my checking account. I tell you what. After this is after I. It spent a bunch of money today on <laughs> on peppers so, and on canning jars and what? <laughs> yeah, well, no, not a, yeah, not, not even on personal things. Not paying myself, not but not on my canning supplies. But oh, what did I do? I signed up for. Oh, I'm doing this. Um, oh, I'm trying some Google AdWords. And oh, I'm trying that's to, right. Okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to deal. Or I'm trying to deal. I'll let everyone know because if it works. I will be sure to spread the word, and I'd be more than happy to spread the word about it. So it's through this company that contacted me and said that basically what they do is kind of the project management behind setting up your Google AdWords, and they they manage it for you. They know what to do. They know what keywords to use and all that kind of stuff, and they're offering the service. They're part of the service for just a dollar to try it out for 30 days because they are saying, yep, we can get you... You know, we can we can get you business during that time. So they mm-hmm. call, they I was just talking with the project manager earlier today. He set up the AdWords, the, the, all the ads. He reviewed them with me, and then they'll run for 30 days, and we'll give it a try. And I have to pay for the AdWords. Um, yeah. So do you set so like I a to, daily limit or something? Yeah, and we're just we just limited. I think like ten dollars a day or something. So, but yeah, so it's a professional, and they are supposed to supposedly know all the ins and outs and have a good partnership with Google, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. The good sales, mm-hmm. the good sales pitch there. So, and is it a pay per click thing, or is it how do, is it, it per impression it, or per click, or how does it work? It's pay per click. It's pay okay. per click. So then it'll go to my website, and hopefully, if they see what they like, you know, and it's all about you know the keywords are all around speaking and. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing keynote speaking and all that kind of thing. So I know okay. we'll, we'll try it and, and see what happens. So that was one of my one of my expenses. And another one was that I signed up for the National Speakers Association Speaker Academy. Oh, I, you did! Awesome. I okay, we're thinking about yep. that. All right. Yep, I registered for that. I've heard lots of good things. So I that that is a program that will run. I think it's eight sessions basically over the school year, I will say. Uh, so from about October till May, or October through April, I guess, or something like that. But we meet eight times, 
and you're in a cohort. You meet once a month with other aspiring speakers, people who are working on their speaking business. So I registered for that, so I'm super excited about that. I actually haven't done any kind of professional development in a while. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of really put in. And I think that one place your money should go. Your profits mm-hmm. should go, don't you? I right. mean, I guess it's also it's really technically it's a business expense, but I kind of look at that as that reinvestment in in you know in building my skills. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think about like oh, when yeah, you're no, when you're spending money? Is that profit or is that actually before profit? So it's actual business expense. Right, yeah, business expense, right before before yeah. profit, I guess. I mean, I think you have to put money into your into your plan to whether it's coaching or or mark um you know getting help you know just to kind of keep on improving because if we don't improve then you know we just keep our head down and we're just working all of a sudden our competition can just you know run by run right by us so right anyway well so we got on this idea today about profit because i got an email this morning from a lady that i follow um <clears throat> her name is uh, naomi dunford and Excuse me. She's got a company called ittybiz.com, and she's uh, really kind of funny. She's a sar- sarcastic, um, whoops, sarcastic kind of blogger, and um, she does just really funny, usually um, blog posts or emails. And today she was saying, you know, let's talk profitability. And in an ideal world, every single activity in your business would lead to immediate money in your pocket. And then she goes on and talks about, you know, post a tweet, ka-ching. Send a new blog post, ka-ching. Organize your desk, ka-ching, right? So she's she's mm-hmm. really funny. But it got me thinking about that, that that's something that we need to focus on. I mean, we can focus all of our efforts on um, – on prospecting and selling and and generating new leads and I'm sorry about this on my phone okay um and uh but if we don't focus on profit if we don't know first of all how much we're making in profit then we can have a problem and I think I've worked with a lot of people that you know it's just you're just hand to mouth all the time and you don't really realize uh you know if you even have any profit at the end of the year because the money just gets spent like you said and so do you have any way that you track profits for your business or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, tra- yeah, I mean, I track all my, you know, income and expenses. I mean, I mean, the most basic way to look at profit, it's your, it's what's left after all of your business expenses, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your profit and that's what you pay yourself with. So I don't use, I actually don't use QuickBooks or anything like that. I'm a little more old school and and my bank account pretty much does everything for me and tells me everything that I need to know. I mean, with online banking and all that, you can pull everything uh, that you, that you need to, that you need to have there. So what about you? What do you, how do you track it? Yeah, so I use an an Excel spreadsheet and I just, yeah, and so I just put in, well, I do use QuickBooks as well. But um, but really to see the profit, I do use Excel because um, I just have it set up on a monthly basis. You know what my expenses are, and um, and then I'll go over to QuickBooks and and work you know work all that together. So it's kind of hand in hand with the two. Yeah. But, um, but I think what's interesting that she pointed out in her article, and I I really I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but I it's she said let me float a crazy idea by you, 
and she was talking about how we do all of these things that don't necessarily generate a profit for us, but sometimes we just don't want to let go of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so she said, um, think of one thing that's not working for you right now. So one thing in your business that's taking up, say, three hours of your time on average. And Mm -hmm. she said, so so think of that thing and figure out how many hours you put into it. And then she says, now that now that you've got it in mind, imagine that starting today you're never going to do that thing again. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny because it, you know it almost makes you have a panic attack a little bit. But I mean, if because some of the things we like to do because they're just fun to do or you know whatever. But mm-hmm. but I thought it was an interesting point in that you know it's like that Pareto principle where. Eighty percent, or only twenty percent of what we do gives us eighty percent of our our profits, and so it's just something to think about. You know, what are there things that we do every day that we just hang on to because we feel like we should, or we've always done it that way, or you know, or is there a product that we sell that is not um, profitable, and is it maybe time to get rid of it? You know, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. And when that, the thing I was thinking about is, gee, what am I doing? What takes up three to four hours or takes up to three hours of my day? I'm thinking right away, I thought, oh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so you've been really good about that, about getting rid of Facebook. How has that I, been going? Uh, no, I'm not. I've slipped. You're back? I've slipped. <laughs> I'm not as good. I have to get back on the wagon. <laughs> I fell so off the Facebook, wagon. When you, so, so, okay, but are you, do you, are you fooling yourself in any way thinking that Facebook Facebook is going to get you business, or you just have no, fun? No, no, I don't even okay. post on. I don't even post on there. You know, like, I, don't, I just, I, I'm, I'm mindless. I'm mindless about it. I mindlessly scroll through Facebook and doing nothing for me. No, I know it's a total waste of time, and it's a pro. Oh, but a maybe that's the way tactic. you relax. Then it's maybe the way no. you relax. You know what I mean? It's I don't fun. know. Stop trying to rationalize it for me. <laughs> no, I'm determined. I know what I'm doing, and I know it's it's not good for me. But um, no, I am conscious of it. I'm trying not to. But oh man, it's a tough one to break. The one thing though that did come to mind for me was um, networking. And networking mm-hmm. used to be the thing I did. It's all I did, and I networked. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, a lot of networking, mm-hmm. a lot of coffee meetings, and it was great mm-hmm. because. You know, my business has shifted a bit, so now I'm doing more speaking. But what I was doing before was more of that one-on-one coaching and helping people sort of develop their business plan and that kind of thing. And the people I was working with were people who were, like me, the uh, independent business owner just themselves. And at networking, it was great. It was the best marketing thing I did was to do all the networking. I don't do any networking anymore. or very, I shouldn't say never or none. It's not like, you know, completely zero. But it's very, very, very limited because my business has shifted and, mm-hmm. you know, how I reached out to people is, is different now too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind yeah. of interesting when we when we think about that, the things that, you know, that we used to do. And I will tell you, to break that, it did take a while. It did take a while to kind of completely break away from networking because I was used to it. Even when I knew it wasn't exactly working anymore because my audience had changed, it was still kind of hard to let go of that. Um, but now, you know, I'm not sure if I care if I ever go into another caribou again. <laughs> like, yeah. Not that I don't like caribou, but the famous coffee meetings at caribou, it's like, oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, they were, they, it worked. It, it worked for me. It was, it was good. Where are you spending most of your time these days as far as when it comes yeah. to working on your business? 
Yeah, so, well, you bring up a good point in networking was something that I was going to mention, too, that that is one of the things that I'm backing off of as well. And when I look at, you know, ways that I'm, you know, shifting my time that I focus on my business. And, you know, I have always, always been someone that has felt that you need to do super active prospecting, that you can't do passive prospecting. Yes. It just doesn't work. And that's just always mm-hmm. been my kind of my mantra and so sometimes I think you know with networking you think that you're you know it is more active than sending out an email or something but it also is a little bit passive because you're you just go you show up maybe you'll meet somebody maybe you won't you know so it it can be good it depends on the industry that you're in you know but I Mm -hmm. just have decided that for me it's going to be something that I'm going to take a break from as well and um, so what I am doing is focusing on just being on the phone I am just I am calling through my list of leads. I mean, when I did that, when I ran that um, Facebook campaign, you know, back starting in March, I got 400 and some leads. And so, really, I need to follow up on them. And so, mm-hmm. I now now I'm tracking down phone numbers and I'm just calling people to talk with them to see if they have, you know, interest in sales coaching. And if they do, then I'm available, you know. So, that's been my... Yeah. I'm just going to be very active about it because, you know, that's the thing that gets me business and um, so I might as well walk the talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and really you bring up such a good point too because are, are there things, you know, you, we can talk about what are we doing that's not working, what are we not doing that is working, that's mm-hmm. proven to work, and that's it, right? So many, And that's what a challenge I would have for our listeners. What are you not doing that actually generates the work because, I say that because in most cases or in a lot of cases, it seems like the thing that works is the least favorite thing that we want to do. Mm-hmm. And most people don't like picking up that phone and making the follow-up calls and doing that kind of stuff. So you just, But you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other things that are easy that we like to do don't really generate a ton of business, like the old, you know, being on Facebook or whatever. Um and and so I really I really encourage people. So one thing that I do, or one thing that I encourage um, other people to do as well, you need to know where your sales are coming from. And it may mm-hmm. seem super obvious, but I just have used some kind of basic spreadsheets in the past and things that I've shared with my clients. Where are your sales coming from? And not just maybe that first level. Go down, drill down a few levels deep if you need to. So let's say you got a referral from somebody well, where did you meet the person who referred you, right? And if they weren't the direct person, who did you meet before that person? Because that's going to tell you exactly where you should be spending your time. And let's use networking for an example because it is a great way to build your business, especially when you're selling kind of business to business from a, especially in the smaller, uh, you know, kind of the one-person businesses. It's such a great way to build your business and get your face out there and get to know people. So if you've got a sale, let's say Sally calls you up and wants to purchase your coaching services, well, you say, well, hey, Sally, how'd you hear about me? Oh, uh, Linda referred me. Well, where'd you meet Linda? Right? Then you have to ask yourself that, well, where did I meet Linda? Oh, Linda was a referral from Mary. Where, where did I meet Mary from? And you drill down as far back as you have to go to find out what was the original source of that sale. And I think that's a really interesting activity to do. Now, a lot of people don't even ask the first, like, where, well, how'd you hear about me? Get in the habit of doing that. How'd you hear about me? And um, 
And if it wasn't a referral, maybe they ran across you somehow, came across your information. I always like to ask, well, what grabbed your eye? What grabbed your eye about that? Or, you know, what caught your eye about that? But I always go back. So drill down as far as you can because you might find out that, wow, that one networking I, one networking group I go to, even though you might not get a ton of sales from the people directly in the group, is it generating sales, you know, beyond that in a bigger circle? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, totally. It totally makes sense. And I think that um, that brings up a really good point in that we do have to measure the things that we do. Like you said, yep. um, where is the business coming from? It's it's it, it's easy to just think, okay, I get most of my business from referrals, but I think that it's really important to figure out, like like Liz said, what is the initial spot and how did you make those good connections of people who give you referrals? So I think that's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm a- I was just going to say, today I was talking with a friend, and we were discussing profit because it's on my brain today. And um, we were talking about actually measuring and making a goal, kind of like you've said when you are when you go golfing. I think about you all the time now when I golf. <laughs> to, actually, to actually aim, which is so funny, aim at something. So, and I was talking to my friend uh, today, and I said, well, how much money are you actually going to earn this week? You know, (laughs) what's your goal this week? How much money are you going to earn this week? Because what what had happened is we were talking more kind of big picture about, you know, media and and content and, you know, all this stuff that we can do that, again, doesn't bring us in any money, but it makes us feel like we're getting stuff done, you know? And finally, I just said, yeah, how many people are you going to actually put into your community? Because she manages a, an online community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many people are you actually going to get in the community? And, you know, and so we set some goals on that. And I think that's really important, too, when you're thinking about profit is to figure out, okay, how much do I need to do this week, and what do I need to do to get there this week? I think sometimes we forget. What do you think about that? We get distracted. About having the goals? Yeah, about about but but coming at it from a different way, like how much money do I actually want to earn this week, and how am right. I going to do it, you know? Yeah, I, exactly. I think, mm-hmm, and I think that's something that we people maybe don't want to talk about that much because, you know, you don't want to maybe talk about money that much, but I think it's something that we have to really pay attention to because that's the only way we're going to get there. Otherwise, it's just kind of like wishing and hoping and, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, you have to know. You have to know how much you need to pocket, how much you need to take home after all of your expenses. I mean, I think another thing, too, that we need to kind of be aware of is our cost of customer acquisition. How much does it cost us to get a customer? Because that comes out of the profits. And people don't always track that kind of stuff either. You know, we're not looking at that. So how much does it cost to get a customer if you're running if you're running ads or you're doing marketing or even your um your networking groups? Because your networking groups you have either your annual fee that you pay, your membership fee, or you might have a plus you might have a monthly cost associated with it, plus a dinner or breakfast or whatever else you have to put on top of that. So how much do you need to make this week? How much is that going to cost you mm-hmm. to make this week? So if you're spending all of your money on marketing, you know, how big are your profit margins as mm-hmm. well? And I think that's something that we need to think about and that's something that people don't talk about a whole lot because if it was easy as just saying, well, I'm just going to go out and get a sale, you know, I'm just going to go out and sell this week and get as many sales as I want to and it's not going to cost me anything, 
that's probably not re- realistic. What do you have to do in order to get those sales? There's some effort well, involved. There's some work involved. Right. That's something that we really haven't talked about before, which is the cost mm-hmm. of a customer. And I think that, and it's funny because I was talking with my friend about that as well today. We were just oh, good. talking. About, yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, I was just asking her how much, how, well, actually what we were talking about, not necessarily the cost of the customer, although that is really important too, but then also what is the lifetime value of your customer? You know, so you can, once you figure mm-hmm. that out, what's the value, then you can figure out how much can I spend, right? to to acquire another customer. And I I think that's really important stuff, too. And I know we've talked about that before, but but actually talking about what it costs to acquire a customer, well, that's going to be important for you right now when you're, you know, doing the AdWords because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to want to see, okay, how many clicks is it going to take to be able to get in front of the right kind of person that's going to need what you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, so what... There's a lot of things to keep in mind there when you're thinking about cost of customer. Okay, you've got whatever you spent, like you said, on the on the means, right, to get them there. So, yep. What else? The um, what materials you well, might so, give them? Your time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about time. What do you think about that? I I time is a hard one, especially when it's your own time and you're the one you're. And so, let's say you're selling your services. Either and it could be a process as well, but you are the company and it's you. So if you're paying somebody else, that's a totally different ball mm-hmm. of wax. And then you have to factor in their cost as well. How much is it costing you know, if you hire somebody to make calls for you or do follow up or do whatever? But when it's yourself, I've always kind of been on the side of I don't I don't factor in my own time mm-hmm. when it comes to looking at my cost of acquisition. Do you? What do you think? Yeah, so it it depends on how busy I am. So if I'm okay. if I'm really busy, then I get much more picky, you know, just like anybody would, right? Because right. then you want to make sure that the people that you're in front of are going to make are going to be the right de- decision makers, you know, or the or the type of people that really need your product. Where if I'm not busy, then uh, yeah, I'm more lax. It's like, well, I'll just talk to, you know, it's great to meet people and get connections, but you know right. how it is, right? When you're so busy, and then all of a sudden you have to be really selective. And then I think it does start to factor in, you know, cuz you could yeah. be well, Yeah, it's, so it's something yeah. to think about. Mhm. Yeah, it does. You're right. And those are, those are those are some things to think about. Um so you've got your time, you've got your marketing, you might have incidental expenses if you're doing the AdWords or whatever. Um, you know, how much is that? And even, so how with your cost of customer, what's your cost of leads, you know? And I won't ask mm-hmm. you to divulge this over the radio, but to get the 400 and some leads that you got, that costs some money. No, no, okay, it's so okay. I don't mind saying I think people do need to know. It costs, I, you know, to be honest, I spent $2,000 on okay. on. Facebook ads to get 400 leads. So I don't. Okay, good. Uh, yep. So I don't know if that's good or bad because I did it for four or three months, and so I don't know if that's a good or a bad return yet because I'm still, you know, still working it. Well, actually, I've made a profit, so you know, so I guess I can say it was a good return. Would I do it again? Yes, because I actually made a profit. So, um, right, yeah. But I think that. Um, there's always ways to improve, right? And so once you learn how to do something, then you can do it better the next time. So Yeah. Well, because even if you wrote that down, what's that cost per lead that you got? You know, and then you look at each lead, and then 
I mean, I don't know if that would change the way you looked at them or not. Now do you look at that lead as uh, more valuable because when you attach the cost to it, does that give you more of a motivation and an incentive to follow up with them? Right. And you, yeah. when I say you, I mean yeah. in general, in general. Mm-hmm. I and mean, people, we should all probably be looking at that. When we're paying money to get leads, and we all do, we have to, you know, so they don't just fall into our lap. So it costs us money to acquire leads, which then in turn turn into customers. But first of all, look at that. So that should change the way maybe, or I would maybe encourage people to look at that differently. Do we attach a dollar value to those leads? And if we're not, we should, because I think it would probably make them a lot more valuable and maybe make it less likely that those leads are just sitting on a pile on the corner mm-hmm. of our desk or wherever, you know, or in our, in our, uh, in our, because our C, our C, CMS, no, CRM, yeah, CRM, CRM, in yep. our customer relationship management, you know, our online system or whatever, when you look at that, like, how much do each of those cost me? And if I'm not calling them, how mm-hmm. much money am I throwing out the window? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, the, these are all things to track. And so I think when you're when you're thinking about profit, I think it is important to figure out what are the things that you measure. And so as we've just been kind of talking about today, some of the things that we measure are cost per lead, right, and then yep. acquisition cost per customer, what is a customer worth, um, and then um, – how much money is left over after you pay all your bills, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the more and the more you follow up on those leads, the more you know. Obviously, that's going to increase your profit because if you already got right. you've already got the lead, you've already spent it. But those mm-hmm. are just some of the basics. It's not that hard to do it, but I think people don't. We don't always like to look at it because we might see that you know we're spending money, and we've all done that. Spent money on things that didn't really work, but you have to try. Stuff. You have to try to see. It's like how long do you continue on uh, an avenue, a marketing channel? You know, how long do you give it before you decide whether or not it's actually worth it or not? And I think a few factors go into that. One, are you getting are you getting bites? Are you getting the leads? Are people opting in or whatever it is? And then you got to ask yourself, what am I doing with that? Right? Am mm-hmm. I actually working those leads, or am I just letting them, you know, uh, letting them sit there? Uh, but if it seems like it's working and people are getting interested in you, uh, then you maybe want to pursue it. Sometimes it's looking at what do I need to do differently from a sales perspective? What am I not? What am I doing? What am I not doing? Those are always good questions to ask ourselves, so that mm-hmm. we can make sure that we are, you know, are aren't spending all of our, um, you know, that that we've got some profit coming in. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's good because then, number one, like you said, we can take a look at what we're spending and make sure that the things that we're, that, you know, that we can be conscious of, you know, that the things we're spending money on are really working for us. And then also I think the thing that we need to really pay attention to, too, is are the products that we're selling profitable? Because I think sometimes we might maybe price ourselves, like if we're selling a service, we, we might price ourselves too low because mm-hmm. somebody else is working at a certain price and we can't be profitable at that price, you know. So right. I think it's important that, that we track all these things so that we aren't just trying to keep up with the competition, you know. We have to make sure that we, at the end of the day, have a profit, you know, mm-hmm. from our business. Yeah, and that we can pay ourselves. I think that's so important. I have a friend who's been in business for quite a while. She makes, you know, she's got a big staff, and um, 
but she's not paying herself, and it's been, you know, six years, and she's still not paying herself. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's a problem, you know, because um, she's got a lot of other people who are living, a, you know, a life off of her business, but she's still yeah. not. So that, you know, and I think we get into that. We just think that that's maybe the the plight of an entrepreneur, but it's not. You know, we, we right. have <laughs> profit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is truly should be the goal, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Let him start a business instead of a hobby. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the profit. Well, good. Oh, this was a great topic today. I hope our listeners got a few nuggets out of this. I, I think it's just a good one to just always remember and refresh. It's basic stuff that we all have to keep looking at. And uh, remember, make, make really making sure that we're doing what we really need to be doing in order to create the kind of business that we want to create. That's right. That is right. Well, we appreciate you joining us today, and we have 60-some other episodes on our website, so go check it out, thefocusradio.com. And we'd love to have you follow us on Twitter. We'll retweet your tweets and uh, follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook or whatever. We'd love to hear about your business. So go ahead and you know put your um, put your business up on our Facebook page. We'd love to see it. And um, we appreciate you joining us. And so in the meantime, we'll um, we're going to be off next week, but um, we'll be back the week after that. So please join us. And in the meantime, stay focused. You're listening to The Focus Radio Show on the EWN Radio Network.